Welcome back to It Starts Now, the happy hour of finance and business. My name is Stanley, and you, you, you know it. We had to get this guy back on the show, um, Al from Pavement, the last one. Matter of fact, he was the one that kick-started this whole yeah. um, podcast, whole TV, media type of thing for us um, because we knew it was going to be special, and we got a lot of requests to have him back, so... We're glad to have Al back. Al, welcome back. Thank you, man. Thank you for yeah. having me again, man. It's been like almost a year now, I think. Yeah, you know? it's, it's going. It's going about a year. We yeah. we did. Um, I think the last time we did it was sometime in August. So we we're approaching a year, but almost. now we're not quite there yet. Yeah, I think there's a lot of a lot of growth within a year with the different space, the the equipment. Is uh, uh, there's a lot of more content coming out? You guys doing a lot of good stuff, man. I love it, man. I right. appreciate appreciate you for having me again, man. Thank you so much. Nah, thank you. Um, is this this uh, it's not only a special episode for us, but now it's the fact that we've seen the progression of pavement. Yeah. Well, like, we've been keeping an eye on each yeah, other. Yeah, like, yeah, like yeah, you yeah. Know, Secretly, you, yeah. you put outside, I'm like, yeah. oh, okay, I like that. Yep, yep, yep. So for, for us, it's like we're we watching pavement grow into something that's becoming um, like a community brand. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Yeah. So how did you, or do you think you have that established brand right now? No, I don't. I don't think we're quite there yet, but mm-hmm. I think we're getting there. Like we're on pace to do it. There's, um, there's a lot, you know. So the so our focus wasn't really the community per se when we first started pavement. It was just like, hey, it's a time crunch. You know, it's a, people want these essential items. How do we get them these essential items? And we did that, and we solved that. And now, as we're coming out of COVID, there's like, okay, businesses are opening back up. You know, the people that are suffering the most, you know, are not really big businesses. Big mm-hmm. businesses are having like record-breaking profits. Absolutely. You know, but small businesses are dying and it's because they might not necessarily have the infrastructure and the tools to, you know, execute, you know, when, when it comes to a digital footprint, online business, same-day delivery, you know, understanding inventory and shipping and logistics and all this stuff, you know. So that's the mission we're on now is using, you know, our skill set and our expertise that, we have working at big, big businesses and mm-hmm. now putting it into pavement and then helping these smaller businesses as we're scaling and trying to build this this ecosystem of of small businesses starting here in New York and then, you know, continuing across the globe. Right. Now, if if I'm trying to understand without giving too much of uh, the IP. Yeah. Explain to me, how do you start a logistic business? Yeah. So I, I think it depends on what kind of logistics you want. And honestly, you know, logistics is it's not it's not really a sexy topic, but it's very like lucrative. It's a very lucrative industry. Mm-hmm. Um, and now looking at the landscape of business, you know, everybody wants everything delivered. You know, it's either shipping logistics. So it's, it's, it's huge. It's a, it's a huge market. And if you want to get in, let's say, you know, you got a van, you know, you can just be a guy with a van, you know, and then you can do a job for somebody. And then that can lead to a contract, you know, for, like, for example, um, I was on like a pitch competition for the gentleman's factory, mm-hmm. you know, and then that pitch competition, somebody saw it and it allowed us to get a contract to deliver PPE from Boston to New York city, you know, and we've been doing that for like five or six months now, every so often. Mm-hmm. So I think if you're in that field and you want to get started, you know, just having the vehicle like a van or a truck and something like that, you'll constantly network with people in that industry and get started. And I think if, you know, if you want to do, let's say more so like, long haul logistics you know i'm that's not really my specialty but it really comes down to who's in your network you know, right. who do you know you know you might know a guy that's in that industry and then you meet one person mm-hmm. it turns into five people you know 
and it, to me, it's like a lot of the stuff I'm seeing now is, is heavily, it's heavily network driven. You know, right. it's just like this person knows this person, so now I know this person too, and then they connect you guys, and then you start building these long term relationships, and it's it's powerful. Networking is powerful, man. Mm-hmm. Powerful. Networking has always been the key to really become successful. Yeah. yeah. And the reason is, is because you you like you said earlier, you can connect with the right person, yeah, and absolutely. that right person can open up doors. One hundred percent. Which is, which is something that's incredible. Right, but let's with pavement though. Mm-hmm. Um, let's backtrack a little mm-hmm. bit, and let's start from the beginning. Yeah. Right, for the people that didn't know mm-hmm. the story of pavement yeah. and how you guys got started. Now you created pavement. Now let's go through the phases. What was phase one to get you started? So phase one was the idea of before COVID. The initial idea of pavement was, hey, I live in Queens, but I work in Midtown. I work right above Macy's or I work next to Macy's. I can buy something, a customer, you can buy something from Macy's. Uh, a person that works in that Macy's building get a notification like, hey, Stanley and I live in the same area. You can deliver to Stanley on your way home. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty much paying people for going in the direction they're going or anyway. That was the initial idea. And then COVID-19 happened. Nobody's going to work. <laughs> no stores are open. Right, right. So now I'm like, all right, man, I'm sitting on this great idea. Like, what do I do now? And I kind of fell back into... The experience I have of operations, um, last mile delivery, same day delivery from Amazon, um, and then working at another startup, understanding like the micro fulfillment part and being able to build these type of systems. And I was like, okay, like, you know what, I'm going to put a website together, you know, get all the plugins and set up the way we want. And it doesn't really have to be aesthetically pleasing. It just needs to do the job. Mm-hmm. And then we pretty much, the company was ready, um, incorporated and everything. So we took our tax ID, started getting, you know, accounts with manufacturers, distributors, and stuff like that. And um, I was like, at the time, I was spending money buying product, you know, and then to be 100% honest, I was storing all this product in my house. <laughs> so my roommate was yeah. like, yo, bro, like you got too much stuff in here. Right, you know, right, I got right. like product and I got boxes in the hallway <laughs> from my room to the bathroom, on the steps, above the steps, on the side of the steps, in the corners, right. in my actual bedroom. It's stacked like the ceiling and it's just like yeah. my bed. My dresser and product. <laughs> so, so how did you maneuver? So I'm like, I would just come out of my room, like go to the bathroom, like slide by the boxes and do everything. And then okay. like I'll pack all the orders like in the hallway, in the room. And like when we first started, I'm like, all right, this is becoming too much. Right. And then we got um, a, a warehouse space in Long Island City. And then, you know, we got the branded boxes. And then I was like, okay, like this space is too small. Mm-hmm. Like we're getting pallets of water because we're selling a lot of water. Mm-hmm. Like we need a bigger space. So we just recently moved into a bigger space. And this space allows us to now pivot to the next thing what we want to do, is, which is helping small businesses to become more effective in their own communities with, you know, warehousing, mm-hmm. operations, and logistics. And this is why we have this bigger space. Now, this is the second time you're pivoting, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because initially, the first time, like you said earlier, it was supposed to be um, peer-to-peer type of thing. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm walking by the city. I'm mm-hmm. going that direction. I can uh, utilize you to drop that off. Right? Yeah, yeah. Then you pivot because of COVID nineteen. Then you had uh, more of the essential items mm-hmm. that people needed, mm-hmm. and now you're pivoting again mm-hmm. with adding um, to help small businesses. Yeah, right? yeah. Now, is it something that you find that iteration every time something come across, you figure like, okay, maybe we need to evolve this? Yeah, I, I, I think you know. Because if we're going to say, okay, we're going to sell essential items, you know, and deliver them the same day, what's the difference between 
pavement and Amazon Prime Now where you can get, you know, stuff delivered from Whole Foods or the Prime Now locations in an hour or two. There's right. no difference and you really can't you're not gonna out Amazon. Right. You know, so the 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 thought is what subset of people, what group of people can we provide the most value for given our experiences and given the position we're in? And that is small businesses. You know, every single person that knows a small business owner, they have very little time and they're trying to wear a thousand hats. How does pavement come in and provide you value where we take away 10 of those hats you don't need to wear when it comes to operations, mm -hmm. warehousing, same day delivery, and just the digital footprints? Um, and execute on that. You know, I'll give you an example of one of the things we have that what we're currently working on is if you own a barbershop, right? You, we know you need paper towel, the paper that goes around your neck, rubbing alcohol. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, now barbers are wearing gloves and plus the spray to clean, you know, the clippers. Right, right, right. How do we give you that so you always have it and don't have to worry about it? How do we automate that for you? Mm -hmm. And then how do we automate it for barbershops? What are the products for salons? What are the products for nail salons, beauty supply stores, and so on and so forth? And hey, you're, you're talking about the the everyday necessities. Yes, for businesses. So mm -hmm. we can we can automate that because we already have been having customers buy, you know, direct to consumer with the, the, the household brands. Mm -hmm. So now we have these businesses we're supplying product for like non inventory stuff that they need, and now these businesses are in our ecosystem. Their mm -hmm. customers are now looking at who's pavement. Right. So now we're acquiring their DDC customers as well. And then from there, it's like, okay, I run a t-shirt business or a hat business. I want to offer same-day delivery. Well, I just started this. My t-shirt company blew up. I can't manage 50 to 60 orders a day. I need a third-party logistics company to help me. We need a partner that is going to advocate for us on the back end, and mm -hmm. that partner's pavement. So there's so many different avenues that we're, we're, we're following now. Um, to really use the expertise that we have to really execute for customers. And these can be, you know, businesses or, you know, regular everyday customers. Okay, so you're dealing with B2B and you're dealing with customers. But now you set up this automation. Mm -hmm. What's the next phase? Yeah, so the, the next phase is um, in terms of the automation or for the B2B? As, as terms of the automation, like you, you, put, you set it aside. Um, now you're reaching out to, because you're doing B2B and you're doing customer direct, right? Yeah. So now you have this thing automated. Now, what's the game for pavement? Yeah. Like, what's the thought process once you have everything in place? Yeah, so the, the, the thought process is, okay, you know, we have so many different avenues we can attack. We can do D2C, we can do B2B, we mm -hmm. can do third-party logistics, we can do same-day delivery. It's pretty much testing all these hypotheses on which one is going to be the one that we're gonna be able to scale to really build a really, really big engine. And then once we've tested that and proved like, hey, this is the money maker right here, mm -hmm. we'll double down on that and we'll scale the business to, to grow it to become, you know, a multi-million dollar business. Right, you know, right. but I think we're we're working towards getting what they call product market fit. Is like what product am I putting out in the market that it fits seamlessly, provides value and people love it. Mm -hmm. And there's in the operational space that we're in, there's so many different things that we're trying to tap into. And it's like, okay, we're creating systems to do this. And this is more so like behind the scenes stuff like mm -hmm. the team and I talk about. Um, the front end stuff is more so, you know, educating people on the importance of e-commerce. You know, mm -hmm. so like now you'll see me like doing a lot more videos, showing my face on Pavement's page and what's the difference between drop shipping, 3PL. This is more the educational piece of it. And then, you know, 
because we're following like a certain content strategy now. Right. You know, and this strategy is like, we need people to understand who we are, what we do beyond just trying to sell you Tide detergent or gain detergent. Like we need to be able to build this sense of trust with our community where small businesses see us as the go-to source when it comes to education, you know, what's going to happen next in the market and so on and so forth. Yeah. Your field is such a broad field, yeah, right? Yeah. And uh, there's so many uh, moving parts within yep. that field. Uh, I guess my question is, what what's the potential? Because everything boils down to cash flow, right? Yes. So what's the potential somebody can make within that field? Man, dude, like, <laughs> and uh, so if you think about it, right, like if you look at the same day delivery market, place let's just only talk about like same day delivery marketplace a lot of these marketplaces the 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 total addressable market are sometimes like in the hundreds of hundreds of million dollars if Mm -hmm. not billions of dollars Mm -hmm. so when it comes like same day delivery like i I was just reading something um in a book called the ford i was just scrolling through the book and um they were saying like the retail market is in the trillions you know Granted, I don't. I don't think we'll seize that trillion dollar market. This is not being realistic, mm-hmm. but not yet, of course. Yeah, I think we'll, we'll be able to seize a good portion of the market, especially when it comes to same day delivery, because there's nobody really advocating. I mean, for for small business, there's nobody mm-hmm. really advocating for small businesses to really say, okay, you know, we can't win by working alone. You know, if we really want to build something great, and this is the the core structure of any great organization, they have a solid team. Mm -hmm. Like, how do we now transpose that into small business understanding? Like, hey, if we pull all our resources together, all our tribes, all our customer bases together, we're in a great position to really build something that has a lot of, you know, customers and can can generate a lot of money. Because you have some small businesses that are making like millions of dollars Mm -hmm. a, a, a year, you know, and... They might be a one-man show. So how do we scale that to grow your business to make this hundred million dollars um, business and hundred hundred million dollar, even billion dollar market? I think it's possible, highly possible, to build a unicorn in an operational space just because you know it's it's, a, it's like look at Amazon, man. Like mm-hmm. I think Jeff Bezos owns like thirteen percent of Amazon. It's like the richest right, person right. in the world. <laughs> you know what I, mean? I hate to bring it up, but yeah. it's 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 a really huge market. And I think it's only going to grow even more. Because mm-hmm. of COVID, you know, I think when people go back outside, they're not going to really want to spend time in like grocery stores. The 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 the, the, yeah, the convenience part of it is is essential right now. Yep. Because yep. everybody wants something delivered without the hassle of yeah. going to get it. Yeah. Which I understand, but at the same time, when you bring everybody, when you cultivate this this union of bringing everybody together, and yes, you could have you're going to have the leverage piece, right? Yeah. But then you're gonna have more of a more of a, a giant of an organization. How you're gonna structure that? Like when you have multiple people coming together in different different avenues, right? Within that within that space that they're working on. Um, how do you divide that? How do you organize that? Yes, I think our role will be more of a is more of like the person that gets everybody to work together. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll we'll vet businesses to come in to our ecosystem. If you're not a good fit for us, we will deny you, you know, because if 
we're not we're not in it to make one person really really big we want everybody to win that's in our ecosystem mm. so if you're not if you don't line up with the vision and we can't work with you for a long period of time we're not going to work with you for a short period of time even if the deal is really really good right, right because it could mess up significantly mess up your company's culture and i think for us the trickiest thing will be is telling certain businesses no because of xyz here's mm. how we want to operate in terms of an ecosystem where we're all looking out for each other. There's a certain level of trust we have all across the board mm. with every single business we know, like where my role might significantly shift to talking to all these business owners on a consistent basis. And that's all we do. Like, here's the vision. Here's who's coming in. This is what we need to do. And as we scale, it's like, how do we now multiply that for pavements team so they understand what we need to be doing when talking to these business owners? Um, and our goals into the future. That's like one of the trickiest things to do. Right, right. Is getting people bought into the mission and they're conveying it to everybody else because they're so bought in and they really love what do, what you're trying to build here. Right. And I, as the time is passing, like I'm starting to see that now. People are saying like, hey Al, like I'm with you, man. Like I'm, I'm, I'm down for you for the long haul. You know, I have friends that, people that I never expected to help me. Right, right, You right, know what I mean? Right, like, right, yo right. man, I like, we did a, a photo shoot um, a video shoot at the warehouse um and a buddy of mine i went to college with that i didn't really have a great not, i wouldn't say a great relationship but like mm -hmm. we didn't really talk every single day mm -hmm. like him and i now talk a lot like al man listen like whenever you're ready like you're you need more investors you want to do this you want to do that like mm -hmm. he came to the video shoot and it's mm -hmm. just that like i'm starting to realize that it'll be the the people out of left field that'll come like yo man listen <laughs> i want to get down with this you know what i mean and it's mind-blowing to me right. it's just like Wow, like people are watching you and believe mm. in what you want to do and want to be a part of that. Yeah. Those are the people that we want to have within our organization. I did a short clip about that where, you know, sometimes you have to go through that journey. And then uh, as you're moving through that journey, yeah. pieces are starting to come. Yeah. The resources of people, they, they're eventually they'll come and help you, but you have to initially start yep. the process. Yep. So with you, you started the traction already, yep. right? And they seen the progression of that traction that, that you made. So now they're like, okay, um, he's serious yeah. and he's not going to give up. Yep. So let me help out. Let me do my part. Yep. And in return, um, it's like like-minded people tend to attract each other when they see that we, we, go, we have the same yeah. grind. Yeah, absolutely. Right? And I think that's a wonderful thing. And um, like I said, pavement been growing uh, pretty moderate, but at the same time, uh, you see all the things are just starting to yeah. come together, yeah. And which which I definitely like about it. But let, let's 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 go back some more because now that was phase. You're in phase two now. Now, pavement is setting up to bring people together, businesses together, mm -hmm. uh, to automate most of their purchasing process mm -hmm. right uh, and the delivery and everything so now what is pavement ultimate goal like what do you guys see yourselves uh growing to yeah so i i, I see us being um more of a partner in communities all over the globe right you know and what i, what I mean by that is there's businesses even big and small businesses that are struggling with the, some of the things that we're trying to solve for mm -hmm. you know we have a same day delivery ecosystem in new york city how do we now expand that to new jersey let's take all the local businesses that are in our ecosystem and then mix them with the businesses that we're going to bring on in new jersey mm -hmm. and then take the new jersey new york and then bring them into connecticut pennsylvania and then miami and then you know um 
California, Texas, D.C. And then now you have this cross pollinization of all these local businesses that are once local, but now national. You know, and then we have resources in Africa. It's like, okay, we have people that are, you know, in Africa making products Mm -hmm. all over the continent. Like, how do we now connect those people to get them, you know, their products onto our ecosystem? Now we have a friend of mine that runs a, um, I think you should interview him too, that he runs a company called Border Nation. Mm -hmm. And he does so many documentaries in Africa and he's coming in contact with all these people that are making product. How do we now pull that product in the pavements ecosystem? Like, how do we help Border Nation? And then, like, how do we expand that all over the globe? Mm Mm-hmm. So I think our role becomes more of advocating for the future of business when it comes to these small and medium-sized businesses. Like, where is the where is the future going for small businesses, medium-sized businesses, and how do we solve for that and provide the most amount of value? All right, that's I like that. This pavement right now, from last we spoke. Yeah. Um, com, com, I'm comparing the two from when we first initially spoke to now. Yeah. At one point, you were thinking about you already had an exit strategy just yeah. in case you yeah. know Walmart come yeah, in. Yeah, 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 out, yeah, yeah. Like yep. that. Now that you're in the process of of getting a seat up to 250k, yeah, right? yeah. So now has that changed? Yes, yeah, so I think you know. Just uh, let me be honest, right? Like I look at you know I study a lot of like entrepreneurs and mm. and, and people that have done it in the game. And you see, like, how these dudes have, like, amazing exits in, like, two years. And then you start to program your mind, like, all right, man, two years, I'm out of here. Like, two years, we're, <laughs> we're at the moon. You know what I mean? Like, I'm starting to, I'm starting to program my mind right. like that. And I'm like, that is such an anomaly where, yes. like, yes. you can build this company and in two right. years, you got an amazing exit. Some, some people, people have, do. Some people do. A lot, uh, to, to, to be honest, yeah. Um, when you hear some success stories... You're like, wait, you did this in a year, you did it, but you don't know the amount of commitment right. and a lot of right. amount of legwork or resources yep. that they may have yep. or had at that time. Yep. Uh, but there's some companies that it takes them about three to five years yeah. before they see any right. uh, progress. Right. And 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 that's that's something that I was catching myself suffering from is the instant gratification piece because mm-hmm. Like everything at Amazon happened so fast, you know, like right, right. we're able to scale like 200 percent in like a year. Right. You know, and you start to suffer from that, that instant gratification when you like leading an organization. It's mm-hmm. like we were doing so many granular things that were like building in our favor, like micro things that I might have overlooked and not tell the team, you know, this is a really good job, like good job on this small win. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd be like, man, it's not it's not a million dollar deal. Who cares? Right, right, you know right, what I mean? Right. But and then I had to really catch myself is that like yeah, these, celebrate those small yeah, wins. Yeah, you gotta celebrate the small mm-hmm. wins. And somebody told me, like, man, you gotta celebrate the small wins because you're getting a lot of small wins. But it's just that like I've set the bar so high that if nothing even like taps the bar, mm-hmm. it's like I don't really care about. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? And then I started to realize I was like, that's like I'm I'm starting to live a, a different type of lifestyle in terms of a leader, and I'm saying like, okay, like guys, we got this amount of people on the platform that's really really good you know right, we right, turned right. this on we did this right. these are celebrating these small wins and it's now it's become like okay we need to now start having a way longer mindset in terms of like mm-hmm. what we want pavement to be right. if let's say a big giant comes on they want to you know buy us out that's a conversation we'll 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 have but now how my mind works is like there's so many iterations and so many things i want to do for pavement 
that I said like, okay, like this is gonna take a longer journey mm-hmm. and I have to commit to this journey being the person that's carrying the vision down the line for the business. And you know, it's like, I was like, you know what, man? Things are good. Three years, I'm out of here. I'll be on the beach in Africa. <laughs> See you later. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I'm realizing yeah, like, man, yeah, I gotta yeah. commit at least a minimum of three yeah. to eight years minimum, even longer than that. Yeah, yeah. I think it's, it's the volume of the, the dream or the size of the dream. Yeah. If the dream is really big, not to say it can't happen in a short period of time, yeah. but when the dream is so big, you have to have that expectation of three to five yep. years, yep. you know, before yep. we see something yep. grand. Yep. Um, but I, I was, I'm like you to the degree. But here's the, the here's the thing, the intangible thing about not celebrating small wins, which I know you're supposed mm-hmm. to, right? Yeah. But the you never want somebody to settle. Yeah. Right. Because yeah, we got a small win. This is great. Um, but how many times are you going to celebrate small wins that yeah. we should have been yeah. winning in the first place? Yeah, yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yep. So some of the intangibles by not celebrating, and, and I'm not saying I'm yeah. correct, because I, I do believe you have to celebrate the small win, but you have to know which one is significant versus which one is not so significant, yeah. like, right? Because what happens is the, the, the intangible thing about it is nobody settles. All right, yeah, that was cool. Let's keep going. Yep. When you set that mindset, like, listen... Yeah, that was cool, but yeah. this is not it. This yep. is not the yep. one we celebrate. Yep. And then you keep going. So you have the pros and cons yeah. with it. Um, but yes, you have to celebrate, but yeah. you have to know which one has value. And, I, and I, th- I think, you know, a lot of times like we see people super successful. Mm-hmm. But like what I'm starting to really focus on and I've been like, talking about a lot on ig and like is a phrase called sustained pain of failure Mm -hmm. and what that pretty much means is like you fail but don't lose momentum you know like so if i'm running a a relay race or something like that and then i get a cramp i don't stop running i keep on pushing through because even though i got this cramp and i failed i'm still gonna sustain that pain Mm -hmm. and keep going so for my team now it's like all right, we put this out. We didn't get the reaction we wanted. Mm-hmm. We need to now be able to sustain that loss, that failure, and keep on moving towards our goal and mm-hmm. just learn, okay, this didn't work? Cool. We're not going to let it slow us down or any feel type of way and keep putting it out because if you're winning consistently, when you take that loss and you're not used to the loss, it it's, it's going to be a crazy blowback. Mm-hmm. you know. So for me and the team now, and I love them for this, is because... We won't do like we'll, we'll create like content on 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 um on social media and it won't be perfect, and it's like all right cool like that's not gonna stop us from putting out the content we'll, right. because we're gonna sustain that failure and like how the sizing or something is not perfect right. we're just still gonna put it out and understand that we're gonna get better and the, the team they do an amazing job of just saying like, okay we can sustain this pain of failure and keep on moving yeah. and I think that's that's what really is key when it comes to growth is like you're gonna. It's statistically impossible mm-hmm. to build a great organization and not lose. Yeah. And not lose certain, not take certain lessons learned. Yeah. Yeah. Because right? they, they, you didn't lose, but there were some lessons learned. Absolutely. So if you, take, if you take back some of those lessons that you learn along the way, you're going to progress. But you said something that was very key is that um, you're still putting it out even though it's not polished. Right. Yeah. And a lot of us, we want things to be polished. And yeah. the reality is, you're just getting started. How can yeah. it be polished? The right? raw stuff is the raw stuff is amazing, bro. Yeah. The raw stuff is amazing. But here's the thing about it is anything you put in that that amount of effort and consistency and work towards it, yeah, 
it's only gonna get better. Yeah. Right. If you even if you don't have the the right passion. Yep. Right. Because yep. the passion is what's gonna really drive you mm -hmm. to make it go mm -hmm. to the next level. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. But anything you work at consistently and put that effort in, you're gonna get better at yeah. it. Yeah. Absolutely. But, and the only thing you have to do is measure yourself mm -hmm. now. If you don't, if you're not putting that effort, you're gonna see it when you look back and start measuring yourself. Yep. You're gonna be like, "Hold up, we didn't get better." That's because yeah. you didn't put the effort or the consistency. Absolutely. Absolutely. But if you put the consistency and you Absolutely. go back in, in hindsight and look yeah. back, you'd be like, "Wait, we improved mm -hmm. from this, from mm -hmm. from where we started to where we at right now." Absolutely. So I think that you're right. Sustaining the lessons learned is very important. But you have to have that mindset to say, I'm not going to quit. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's, bro. When I tell you, man, that's that right there, man. <laughs> that that statement you said right there is, it, it's really like a doozy that I'm not going to quit because they're like, so many things like within the, the, the year time we've been operating that happen, man, that it, it just re it really like test your commitment to the vision, you test right, your commitment right. to the, and it's like, yeah, like all these good things are happening, but like, We'll have 10 good things are happening. And then, like, it's just natural where, like, it's like one failure is like a real gut punch, mm -hmm. you know? And you'd be like, man, like, I can't catch a break, you know? And I'm like, and that's how I really feel sometimes, man. I mean, like, I can't catch a break <laughs> right. because, you know, somebody hit our van, you know what I mean? And then the yeah, insurance company right. doesn't want to pay for it. So now we got to pay for the van out of pocket. Now, you know, we might be off budget somewhere else. Like, now there's other expenses creeping right, in. Right, right. And you, you got to find ways to allocate from one. Yeah, I know. And it's just like, man, like this is this is this is this is physically impossible. <laughs> Why is this happening to me? Right. That's how I feel sometimes. But it's just that like I started to realize like it's part of the game. You know yeah. what I mean? Like mm. it's not it's not like if you look at the math on like how many people are super successful and how many people are not, like it's it's very hard. Like Nipsey Hussle was saying, like, to become successful, it's not in your favor. You gotta go against the odds, mm -hmm. like escape velocity. Right, right. And you know, like, I feel like being an entrepreneur is probably, like, one of the toughest things in that I've ever done in my life. Mm -hmm. You know, growing up in, like, a, a, a not really bad neighborhood or going to a bad school, I feel like, oh, man, that was that was a cakewalk right, now. Right, 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 but, right. I, but I also feel like a lot of that stuff that happened set me up to be here. You know, right. the things that, you know, your experience at, you know, working at Delta right. at a high level, understanding right. the operation, thinking, looking at things at aerial view, you start to account for mm -hmm. all right okay i want to i want to start my own media company you start to now know how to put the vision together of what pieces that you need and what you need to do and mm -hmm. how to capture that correct and i feel like a lot of those experiences that you and i had in our lifetime has put us in a great place to do the things that we want to do now absolutely um so when things happen like like for instance like i think one thing i'll mention is i think my amazon career and operational experience in life will be significantly different if I didn't have a black manager as the first manager of me coming into Amazon. Mm, it wouldn't have that impact. I, by a long shot, because it's like you go into your you go into like one of your first corporate jobs, mm -hmm. fresh out of college, and you walk in and it's like, yo, your favorite uncle is your manager, right, and right. he's giving you all the sauce. Right, right, right. It's gonna significantly put you higher than anybody else right. in the field, and I feel like. At the time, I didn't know how crucial that was. Right, right. Looking at it now, five, six years later, I was like, man, that was a game changer. Right, right. Because he, and then by my time, I started to see other managers and how much they knew versus how much I knew. Like, I've been there for a, a, a shorter period of time, but he would put certain things in my path mm -hmm. to accelerate me. 
And now looking at it now, I was like, man, I learned this in 2017 from Carlos. Right, right, right. This is one of the things he said. And now yeah. this is 20, 2021, uh-huh. five years ago. Thanks, bro. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, yeah. and it's a lot of things, you know, like uh, like another quick story. Like um, my mother's friend, you know, I pretty much like my aunt. You know, we, our families grew up together. When I was at Stony Brook, I wanted to start, you know, a campus food delivery business. Mm-hmm. You know, and like Stony Brook, it was just like next, it was like Stony Brook wasn't ready for like this type of technology, you right, know, right, like right. somebody delivering food from a dorm, from a dining hall to a dorm. It was like nobody was doing this in New York City. No school right, was doing right, it. Right. So like it was, so this is like 2015, right? 2016. Fast forward 2020, my mom's friend, my aunt, she was like, yeah, the pavement is just like your dorm, your, 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 your campus delivery company that you want to start. And I stopped and I was like, whoa. Wow. Wow. It's crazy, you know what yeah, I mean? And I'm yeah, just saying, like, yeah. man, like all this stuff is yeah. like I've done the research. So subconsciously it was there. It was it was dormant. Yeah. And then now it, it surfaced when you started and somebody had to point it out and connect the dots. Yeah, and I was like, man, yeah. all these experiences that we had Legend. have brought us to where we yeah, are today, yeah. you know, and I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm a little bit opposite, but similar stories. Uh, most of the people that I the leaders that I respected mm-hmm. i clashed with yeah yeah yeah, yeah like we, we we yeah. bump heads so yeah. many times and i come to value their opinions now yeah. i mean we're, we're close friends i'll call them up i'll get some advice um they are like mentors to me right now um we but we speak on a level of eye to eye yeah it's no longer that uh mm-hmm. leader and yeah, you know, under person. Yeah. Now we speak to each other on the eye to eye level, but during the time when they were my leaders, it was just such a, a clash. Yeah. And then towards the end, it's like we found a way to have a mutual respect where it's mm-hmm. like, okay, this person, I, I mean, I like him, but at yeah. least he's gonna be honest and yeah, tell yeah, me, yeah, 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 right. Yeah. And so out of that respect level, we gain a. Um, a working environment where it became more of a trust factor yeah. because now I know this person really has my back. And then from that point on, open the doors for me to see a lot of yep. different things. Yep. And yep. But it, all of them started, even one of the, the ones that was pushing me ahead. Yeah, yeah. She even turned around and was like, and told somebody else, he, oh, he's rebellious. So yeah, that happens, man. It happens is because, uh, when you have an entrepreneur spirit, right, and or you feel that you could do something better, not right. necessarily that you can, yeah, but you feel it like yeah. hey, I can do this a little bit differently. Yeah, absolutely, I can improve on this, whatever it is, the process, the One company, percent, whatever yeah. it is. So once you have that feeling, you're the black sheep. Not only you're the black sheep, but they're gonna have to prove you wrong. Yeah, right. And then when you turn around, you're like, "Wow, this person really knows their stuff." This dude, this dude is not. This dude knows his stuff, and he's not wrong. He's not wrong. So, but then that that drives you, and it 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 makes you come to, not only appreciate they come to appreciate what you have to offer because you're number one, you're you're keeping it one hundred. Yep. You're being very honest of who you are. Yep. Right. This is I'm not hiding who I am. Yep. Right. You're not hiding who you are. Yep. This is Al. This is Stanley. Um. Hate it or love it. This is who yeah, we are. Yeah. Right? But then they come to appreciate you for being... The authenticity. The authenticity of it. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, and, I get, and I get that. I get the, the whole... Without this, 
or without these challenges, mm-hmm. we wouldn't be able to have these conversations mm-hmm. today mm-hmm. and and really sustain all the the things that you know like you said it best the emotional roller coaster that people yeah, go through yeah right? yeah it's, it's 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 a i feel like if people be like hey like everybody anybody could be an entrepreneur that's cap yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like because if everybody's an entrepreneur and you and i are both building businesses right who's going to work in our business true you know and the thing i say about entrepreneurship like you have to be very one sure about yourself and two you have to be un you have to be comfortable consistently being uncomfortable consistently being challenged in so many different right. mental ways emotional ways right. you know if you want to build a, a big engine and like for me like if i was married i don't know how my relationship and my marriage would be because i'm so obsessed and committed to pavement where i might neglect my wife right you right. know so the people that are, are building companies um i feel like and then want to build companies, you have to be conscientious of like what you're getting yourself into. Right. I'm not gonna sit here and tell everybody like, yeah, man, like this pavement, this, this pavement stuff is easy, you know, man. Like we're <laughs> we're rocking and rolling. It's, it's just it's constant like tests. Right. You get ahead. You get ahead five steps. All right, cool. I'm gonna let me slap you up really quickly. Right. Right. You're gonna go back two steps, then you're gonna go forward again. Right. And it's a constant like it's a really unsettling gut feeling, mm-hmm. you know, because it's not like I clock in at work nine o'clock. If I do nothing all day. I'm still gonna get still paid. Get paid. I'm still gonna get paid, bro. Yeah, still get paid. No you know what I mean? What, like right. entrepreneurship. Like yeah. you wake up ten o'clock, sit there all day. Yeah. You no. You making no money. <laughs> yeah. I've made this uh, comparison between. Uh, well, hustler is an entrepreneur. I don't yeah. care what you say. Yeah. Um, but there is a comparison between a nine to five person and somebody that's hustling or entrepreneur. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that I don't care what people say, a nine to five is is the easy way out yeah yeah yeah. it is the easy way out i don't care what people think and it's it's no disrespect yeah there's no disrespect because i think that you you if you don't have any um business skill sets the best way to get it is into a nine Nine to five absolutely yeah Yeah, you can learn a lot in a nine to five yeah and if you take that same discipline and learn and raise your hands then you'll be able to take all that and then apply it into your business, right? So it's a great thing, but nine to five is still the easiest way out because you just, like you said, you come in, I do my work, doesn't matter, I'm still getting paid. Whether I give 100%, whether I give 50%, 60%, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I, I, the, I feel like when it comes to nine to five, I think our the majority of our society is wired like that. Mm-hmm. I go to work Monday through Friday and I'm off on the weekends. Let's get lit all weekend. Right. Recover on Sunday and go to the job that I hate on Monday. Right. You know, but to, I think it's it's easier to do that than really have an internal conversation with yourself to say like, "All right, I don't really like this job. What do I like? What do I really want to do?" Right. How can I get out of this position right right i need to not i need to not party on the weekends i need to focus on what's really important right, right. you know like this is like we're, we're, we're here on a saturday like yeah we, we could be on vacation somewhere. we could be anywhere right we could now. be anywhere in the world we wanted yeah. to you know what i mean yeah and it that that that's harder than just being miserable for eight hours a day five days a week right i think it takes more of an uphill climb to really figure out what you want to do and how you're going to make yourself happy mm. Um, and at the same time, a lot of times our lifestyles are stacked against our nine to five. Right. You know, like I got two car notes I need to pay. 
I got, you know, a new mortgage. I got all these things. I got to put my kids in school. I'm, I'm living, I'm living like, you know, I'm living a really baller lifestyle. Mm-hmm. For somebody to fold all that up and start from square one because they're not necessarily happy, it's not, it's not really a good trade off. No, you know, for me, no. like, no, unless, unless, and I'm sorry to cut yeah, you off, unless, like, I, I tell, I, I try to share this. Yep. If you don't have any seed money to start your business, yeah. use your nine to five as your exactly. VC exactly. to get you yeah. started. Yeah. Yeah. You can be your own VC yeah. to get yourself yeah. started. But then, go ahead, continue. Yeah, and then you can you can be your own VC if you have the the money, right? right. Like if I when I wanted to, when I wanted to start pavement, automatically I'm like, all right, I started looking down like line items, like what's all my expenses? All right, man, I'm paying twenty two fifty a month for rent, nothing mm-hmm. included. All right, this apartment gotta go. Right. <laughs> my boy from Amazon is moving back to New York City. Hey man, I got an apartment for you. You know, you pay sixteen hundred, I'll pay the rest until you find your own apartment. Right. You know, and I was able to get out of my lease with no penalty and get back my deposit. So instead of paying, you know, the twenty two the twenty two fifty, I only only had to pay um like about seven hundred bucks, seven eight hundred right. bucks, which is significantly better than paying twenty five hundred with everything included. Correct. Now my boy got in parking, he didn't have to sign a lease, he got a place to live, and then it actually worked out because he didn't even come back to New York. He went to New Jersey. Right, right. So if he would have signed a lease, he would have had to buy out of the lease. So I, I I got rid of my apartment. It's like, okay, I'm gonna start renting my car out because I need this money to really to really right. take pavement seriously and take it to the next level. Mm-hmm. And I'm not gonna lie, like me taking those steps back is like, man, like I'm at the time I was what, twenty 27, 28, mm-hmm. I got a great job. I got a great car. Right. I got a great apartment. Right. I got money in the bank. I got stock options. Right. I got everything. And I'm like, what else? What more? Like, I'm, I'm shining right now. I'm winning. You know, no, I'm, I'm winning. <laughs> on, at, like, especially at that age. I, I've, I've made it. Like, I've, right. I've. The I'm, American dream. Yeah. And then I'm saying to myself, like, I was sitting in my living room. I'm like, man, I really don't feel, I'm really not happy. What do I really own that I can say that is mine? Right. I got a car note and I'm renting. Right. I'm like, is this is more so of like an experience that I'm living through? And I said to myself, like, you know what? Like, you left Amazon to really start something. Let's take it seriously. But you're gonna have to like check your ego, get rid of it, mm-hmm. and live like you know a kid back in college to really succeed to build what you want to build. Mm-hmm. And and it was exactly that, man. And it's like now it's it's what. <sighs> A year and some change later, I probably haven't took a day off since I resigned from that startup in February. And it's almost like 400 days, you know? Right. So it's just like I've committed to doing what I'm going to be doing, you know? It's like because people offer me jobs like, hey, you want this job, like 150K a year? I'm like, wow, that's a lot of, that's a good money right now. You know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like 150,000, right 150,000, <laughs> $180,000. I'm about to jump in now for like six months. That's how I get some money but, real but quick, you know? But you know what? There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's nothing yeah, wrong with that. Yeah. But you have to know, is that the part of the game? Yeah. There's no perfect plan. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. So even Absolutely. if you have to go for six months yeah, to, yeah. to procure some of that, yeah, income yeah, 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 so that way you can evolve this company, then by all means do that. Yeah, yeah. But understand you're gonna have to put that's double the work. It's double the work, yeah. and it's just the time. Like for me, if I'm gonna, if I need cash and I need like, we can always get like more delivery contracts to bring more money in. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Where like, okay, like now I'm trying to get rid of the bends, and it's like, okay. I get rid of the Benz, automatically I'm going to get another van. The van is going to make the money easily, right. especially with somebody in it. So it's like, okay, I necessarily, that's not really the, the end goal of pavement mm-hmm. is to have all these delivery contracts, but it's like, 
if these delivery contracts can bring us X amount of revenue and cover all our baseline expenses and still be able to scale with the payment revenue coming in, it's like, all right, cool. Like if I got to deliver packages, man, and do deliveries, you know, two, three times a week, I'm going to do it. Yeah. There's no, there's no, there's no ego and pride of me saying like, okay, I'm going to do it. Right, right. You know what I mean? Like I've done like, I, like, I, like when it comes to like really changing and, and really doing what you want to do, I feel like you got to check the ego and, and really... You know, and I was I was telling my friend this earlier today before before I got here. It's like, you know, I feel like as black men, a lot of times we might not want to ask another black man like, hey, um, can you help me with this? Mm-hmm. Not me, bro. <laughs> not me. Bro. You got the answers. I'm coming to you right, I'll, right. and I'll badger you. Right. I'll right, come right. to you very humbly like, hey, man, like Stanley, you did this and this. And this. How'd you do that? Right. Right. You know, what I mean, like, all right. Matter of fact, can I call you? Like, right. dude, like there's certain people like on Instagram that like, I'll just DM. Right, right, right. That I see them like doing it, I'll just mm-hmm. DM him. Like, yeah. hey, let's have. A, or I'll be on LinkedIn. I'm like, hey, let's have a phone call. Let's talk about this. Right, right. And I, that expands my network yeah. where people are now seeing, we're following each other's companies. Mm-hmm. People start to know you, and it's just because like when you're trying to obtain information, it's like a kid in school. You don't have an ego about knowledge when the teacher's teaching you. Correct. You've you've done this, and I want to do it too. Show me how to do it. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't have an ego about that. Right, like, you right, know what right. I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you're just gonna accelerate me getting there. I'm gonna ask you a million questions. Mm-hmm. If I don't understand something, I'm gonna tell you, hey, I don't understand this. Right. I don't care if you think I'm stupid. Mm-hmm. Break it down. Break it down to me like you're speaking to, you know, a two year old. Right, right, right. You really know it. Break it down to me. I know it. Okay. Now I know it. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Yeah. Let's keep in contact. You're great. You're a great resource. You know. Now when somebody else asks me, like, yeah, this dude told me. And this is what he told me, and this is how I put my spin on it, and this is what's working for me over here in New York. Right. You know, and now it's like it's really just a, it's just really a networking conversation. That's what it is. Thanks. <laughs> and then and then you're plugging people into it as you're going. Um, Kobe Bryant was uh, uh, one of the people. Like uh, he asked Mike a question, Michael Jordan a question, yeah. um, simple question on the court. Yeah. And he was like, um, after Mike answered the question, he was like, "I right, call me anytime." Yeah. And. Kobe literally called, called him, him every time. Every time, but people won't do yeah, that though. Yeah, and he said there was a point where he was becoming a nuisance. Yo, yo, stop calling me! <laughs> stop calling! Me. But then he realized, oh, he he really wants to learn, right? And he and he's putting the time. The worst thing you could get is somebody's attention. Yeah, and they give you that information and you don't do anything with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? A friend of mine just posted that too. Yeah, a friend of mine yeah, just posted that on like, Instagram too. Like, the worst thing you can do is <laughs> like this person taking time out their day yeah, to man. share that information yeah, yeah. and then yet you don't do it. Yeah. So I, now you lose the network. Yeah. Right? I think oftentimes we know what to do. Mm-hmm. We just don't execute it. And mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people that are successful in business or are, you know, doing a lot of things, I think it's heavily predicated on their ability to execute. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If you're telling me, all right, cool, I want to I wanna start a media company, I'm going to execute. I'm going to get microphones. I'm going to get all the equipment I need right. to start this media company. Mm-hmm. I need a new space. You're executing. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times, I think when you have like an operational experience, and like matter of fact, when you have an operational experience that is heavily predicated on time, mm-hmm. you become very good at executing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I working at Delta... Everything is time. Time management. Working at Amazon, everything is time. Everything is on a time structure. Mm-hmm. Your mm-hmm. level of execution is significantly higher than other people that mm-hmm. haven't been in those situations. Right, and, right. and you got to be thankful for those. And it's Everything is time critical. But here's the thing. Not only it evolves around time, uh, but it also evolves around doing it 
in the right way. So you still have to be precise with it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so, yeah. so not only that you want a time crunch, yep. but you have to be precise with yeah. it. And especially when people's lives are in jeopardy. Yeah. Because right? you're on the airlines. Right, yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You're in the airlines. People. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. You, you have that accountability. Yeah. Um, so you want to empower people to have that sense of urgency. Yep. Uh, but efficiency yep. at the same yep. time. Yep. Right. Yep. So that's the, that's the thing. When you have that piece. Yeah. Right. Where you know that, listen, I I set a deadline based off I'm already programmed. Yeah. yeah. Subconsciously, you, especially when you did something routinely yep. for a certain amount of time, yep. it subconsciously is yep. there. So yep. now you yep. you know, like, listen, yep. I'm on a, I need this done right away. Yep. <laughs> My wife would say, man, you did a lot. Um, relax, you have tomorrow. And I'm like, I don't got tomorrow. Got yeah, you, do, you got it right now. Yeah, right got now. Right now. Yeah, right now. Yeah, right now. Yeah. I want to get yeah. it out the way right now. Right now. Like, yep, yep, and, yep, and I, yep. I, now she understands me. Yeah. Right? Been the yeah, be, been yeah, the beginning yeah. when she be like, wait, what are you doing? I'm like, no, nah, right now. Yeah. We have to, everything we do, we have to do it right now. And now she understands me a lot better. So now. That's, that's like, that's definitely like the circumstances that you've been in. Like, you know, in, in the airlines industry, it's like, Yo, if the weight imbalance is off of the plane, that's that's that that can be that can be a catastrophic accident. Right. And it's not like you're only dealing with one flight. You're dealing with multiple flights, mm-hmm. multiple passengers' lives, hundreds of passengers' mm-hmm. lives. You're dealing with the captain, the flight crew. You're dealing with the fueling mm-hmm. company. There's so many intricacies that you, you know what multiple I mean. The, the, the multiple po- like man, mm-hmm. like some of the character, the most of the characters I've met in my life were on the <laughs> ramp. You know what I mean? At Delta, you meet a lot of characters. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. And it just it enables you to like interact with a lot more people mm-hmm. easily because mm-hmm. there's so many different personalities working in these big organizations. And I think you know that time thing is it's what it really comes back to. You know, like you can just tell when somebody's executing right. that they're used to executing. Yeah. You can just tell by the way they move, what they do, how they, you know, their vibe that they give off. You mm-hmm. know, because you be like, all right, this dude's no nonsense. You know, and it's just because you've been working in a system where it's everything is against the clock. Everything. Everything is against the clock. You know Everything. what I mean? And it's like, yeah. like I was like a friend of mine, right? He used to work at Target. I'm like, bro, there's no timer in Target. Right, right. There's no, there's no, there's no, there's no, there's no clock to be like, yo, this trailer needs to be off the door. Otherwise, the thousand customers that are need to get this packed in two days, it's going to miss the plane going to PDX airport. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? There's none of that at Target. It's like, man, let's, yo, where's, where's, where's the bananas? <laughs> where's the Ajax? You know what I mean? Like, so you, you have a, you build a different level of urgency mm-hmm. is, is what I'm saying. And then, and then I think. That puts you in a, it gives you an advantage. It does. It gives you a, it gives you a time analysis advantage. Right. You know where it's like, all right, man, I can do, you know, mm-hmm. because you look at Delta. You know, let's use Delta for example, or even Amazon. It's not really a nine to five. It's no. a job, but it's like no. when I was at Amazon, I was working overnight for like a year and a half. Yeah. I was sleep but all day. I, I think I think we have to separate the the position. We have to. Put a, we have to highlight the positions mm-hmm. because when you're in a leadership position, absolutely, that is nonstop. Absolutely, right? it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't it, go off. That doesn't go off. Yeah. Uh, so when I had uh, um, the corporate phone, yeah. so I had my phone in my yeah, phone, yeah, 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 the, and I would have to carry both around because yep. you don't know yeah. when there's emergency yeah. where you're going to be called in. Yeah. Even if you're your day yeah. off, they might yeah. have some questions regarding yeah. something that happened the night before, yeah. and it might be something that's urgent because yeah. you, you're dealing with people's lives mm-hmm. at the end of the day mm-hmm. and you're dealing with different personalities and people that just want you know people want concerns about their pay yeah people want concern about their days off everything people, everything. everything vacation so you're constantly in motion 
Yeah. Right? So you're never never stoic in a yeah, sense, right? Never. You're always in motion. Always. Right? So now you get you pick up this which is it can be a bad habit to a yeah, degree. Yeah. Because you never shut off. Yeah. That's and, my problem now. I don't yeah, shut off. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. sometimes I get like when I'm like antsy because I'm like, okay, I should be doing something. Yeah, like, why am I sitting here? Like, why am I sitting here? <laughs> <laughs> why am I sitting here? I, I need to be doing <laughs> what something. What is going on? Yeah, 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 so yeah, yeah. When you highlight, when you, when you highlight um, the fact that it's the position, I'm sorry, we have to highlight the position mm-hmm. at these, mm-hmm. at these mm-hmm. conglomerates, yep, right? Yep. So when you highlight those positions, mm-hmm. you realize you're nonstop moving. Yeah, and I, I don't think that's, I don't think that's fair, man, like, um, cause you're always jacked in, you know, at mm-hmm. Amazon, everybody was always jacked in. I feel like a lot of times, like you working at these big organizations in a leadership role, it's like you're in a, a shroud, right? Like you, like the outside world doesn't necessarily exist. You're so oblivious to what's going on in the outside you, you world. You get consumed. You get consumed, you know, mm-hmm. and like Amazon got us, right? Like when I, when I first got there, you know, they were like, yeah, we'll give you $50 towards your phone bill every month as an expense. So you can just get $50 free right. for your phone bill. But I didn't know it was a long-term play for them to be like, "Yo, put your email on your phone." Now we got you. You can't say you didn't. You can't access, say all day access. You know what I mean? All like, day and then like, like Amazon created like its own internal, you know, Skype or something. It was like an, it's like yeah. its own. Let me tell you something. I made this mistake. <laughs> I made this mistake because um, I was in charge of a terminal. Yeah. And at the time. Um, one of one of my colleagues was leaving. Yeah. So I was the only one there for a short period of time. Yeah. It wasn't a long yeah, period yeah. of time. But it felt like a long period of time because mm-hmm. I was there by yeah, myself. Yeah. yeah. So and uh but it wasn't it wasn't really that bad. You know, you overthink it when mm-hmm. you're in that position or, or during mm-hmm. that time, but it wasn't that bad. But anyway, and all the others were in the other terminal. Mm-hmm. And I made a suggestion mm-hmm. and said because I wasn't getting the information yeah. like I should be getting mm-hmm. the information. And so they asked me something and I said, I didn't know about that. Like, yeah. you know, I said, who did you share it with? Yeah. And they said, oh, yeah, that's right. We we didn't get opportunity we, to share it with you. Uh-huh. All right. So if you didn't get an opportunity to share with me, that's not on me. Yeah. But I suggested that we do a WhatsApp. Mm-hmm. Right and put everybody in a WhatsApp so the communication going off crazy. Oh my God! Now every single and then it became something that was um, mandatory. Yeah. Now yeah, everybody yeah, was in that the group WhatsApp chat. group. So I was like, Oh my God! What did I do to myself? Yeah. Because right? yeah. now that held me accountable. Yes, but at the same token, it's like I'm getting overwhelmed with mm-hmm. information. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So sometimes there's good information, but there's too much, too much information, information yeah, is yeah, not too much there. information is you not get good. distracted yeah, yeah. there's uh, there's you know yeah. you, lo- you lose focus yeah. on what's going yeah. on yeah. and sometimes you need to be yeah. locked in yeah. right yeah. so i made that mistake yeah. and that was one of, that was the only thing yeah. i should have been like you know what i'll, I'll attend these meetings mm-hmm. you don't have to do the what's yeah. that yeah yeah but that that was my yeah, error yeah. um but it, it turned out to help everybody mm-hmm. And in, in hindsight, it kind of helped me out, too, because mm-hmm. it kept me in a loop. Yeah. But it was just too much information. Yeah, too much. Yeah, so, so that's one of the things that uh, what we build in here mm-hmm. with with um, the two companies that we build in is that I, I don't want to overwhelm people with too yeah. much information. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. I want that person to be locked in. Mm-hmm. So whoever we get on, on board or when we you know start really start to scale. Because right now we're a four-man team. Yeah. Right. 
So once we start to really grow, yeah, it's like okay, I, I know for in future because of this uh, experience yeah. that I've had, that's one of the lessons learned that I'm pulling from. Yeah. I'm not gonna overwhelm people with too absolutely. much information. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely, yeah. yeah so yeah. It's, it's one of those things that you, as you're learning, and that's why it's good to to work at um, certain places, yeah, and getting certain skill sets at these particular places because. Mm-hmm. You you get to realize, okay, this just made me a better mm-hmm. person to go out and apply it to my yep. 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 Uh, company or apply yep. it to whatever I'm doing at the time. Yep. So if everybody could take in that mindset of, yeah, I'm working here, yeah, but I'm actually learning. Mm-hmm. Right, I'm taking mm-hmm. all this information, I'm jotting mm-hmm. it down, um, I'm growing and I'm learning, uh, I'm, I'm building more uh, re- resilience. From from operational tragedies, yep. yeah. you you'll be surprised how much things can go bad and go up and down. Mm-hmm. But one thing I realized: no matter how bad something is going, yeah. there's always something good that comes out of Absolutely. it. Absolutely, a lesson. Yeah it's, yeah, it's it's a lesson or something that happened. And it's like okay, because I all the time we used to be, ah, today was a rough day, but man, this was a highlight. Yeah, like this. Thank God for this, or thank God for mm-hmm. that. And then you realize through all these different tragedies or self-proclaimed tragedies mm-hmm. at the time you realize you got something positive from mm-hmm. it you know mm-hmm. so there's nothing that you're gonna it's gonna be taken away without something given yep. in return yep yep yeah but, Actually, man. Yep. but now final thing because i know we've been chatting for yeah, a while yeah, yeah. <laughs> listen you guys are doing uh very very well you got the new space um, you're doing a lot of B2B. Yep. You have so much um, content that's coming out yeah. now that I see it. That, that's yeah. really flowing. And I do like the direction that you're going into. Um, anything, any lessons or anything that you want to share with people, or any challenges, red tapes that you had to overcome, whatever it is that you could share with people to get them started or get them motivated or even help them out as far as like, getting through some obstacles yeah i think man and we 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 talked about it man i think you know i and i suffer from this too you know you can ask my team my team will tell you um i want things to be like perfect like yo i'm gonna i'm gonna record a reel i want it to be perfect you know and then i'm starting to realize like it's not necessarily we want something to be perfect it's just the fear of what people might think if I put this out. And Criticism. it's not, yeah, yeah, it's not perfect. So now, you know, I think the, the one thing is, man, just put it out. Like if you got content, put it out. And I think we got to overcome that fear of perfection. There's no such thing. So, you know, and, I'm, and in my mind, I'm thinking like, man, maybe I should make a reel today on, you know, perfection. Unlike, if you got an idea, just just do it. Mm-hmm. Just start it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it starts now, literally. Yeah. You know what I mean? Literally, it starts now. You know Thank what I mean? Thank you for the plug. <laughs> you know, and, yeah. um, that, and that's the thing, you know, and I think that's really, really huge because there's a lot of, like, think about like, all the, like, the great ideas that are out there that people want to start, you know, mm-hmm. and they mm-hmm. just, they're like, I want this last thing to be perfect and this to be this and this to be that. Mm-hmm. Like, no, just ship it. You know, Seth Godin says all the time, man, just ship. Just ship the product. Just ship it. Mm-hmm. And now, like, I'm becoming more conscientious of that. If, like, all right, like, my T-shirt was a little messed up. Man, I don't care. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. just just get it out. Mm-hmm. You know, so that would be, like, the like the one thing is just you know, stop overthinking. Don't be, don't be fearful of it. Just whatever you want the world to know. 
It's either going to take it or not, but you're never going to know unless you put it out. Your perfection is, is a lie. It's a gimmick, man. I think that that's one thing. Um, another thing, too, man, um, that I think is really, really huge that I've learned and I think, you know, everybody should lean in on is um, is the essence of a team. You know what I mean? Like, I really I'm really grateful for the people that come on and help pavement. You know what I mean? Like internally grateful where like I owe you so much, you know, because it's like, all right, yes. I might be the face of what pavement is building and I'm on these talks and everything, but it's just like, if we're making like, even the, the simplest design is not necessarily done by me all the time. Mm. It might be somebody on my team suggesting it or actually creating it, you know? And then I, when I really start to think and hone in on these things, it's like, like, man, my team does a lot. Of, they do a lot of stuff. You know what I mean? Like they put a lot of effort into what the vision that I told them about that they're helping me build. You know, so it's now becoming our vision, you know. So if you're going if you want to build something great that's gonna be groundbreaking, you need to surround yourself with a good team. You know, and everybody on their team needs to know like this is what we're building, this is what we're doing, this is the vision, you know. And I always challenge like one thing my team will tell you about is like I'll say like this is my favorite line. I don't know, what do you think? Mm. <laughs> this is my favorite line, like I don't know. <laughs> you tell yeah, me what yeah, you think. Yeah. Like what do you think is better? Mm. And they'll be like, Oh, I think this and this is better. I'm like, Okay, let's go with that. You know, and, I, and it's because like, and even if it's the wrong thing, mm -hmm. we can now analyze it and say like, okay, I make mistakes all the time. I tell my team to do a whole bunch of foolishness and it comes out to being some, some foolish, some complete foolishness. And I'm like, oh, this, this, is, this was definitely my L yeah, right, right. and this is how we're going to combat this. And then I think when you give your team the autonomy to make mistakes, you start to learn, like you increase their learning curve, right, right. you know, so... I think those are my like my two main things, man, is having a really solid team that you really adore and you really like if you can't brag about your team to somebody else, you got to get a new team. That's my thing. Mm -hmm. If you can't brag about the mm -hmm. people in your circle, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like, yo, man, you got to You got to get you got to get this person on the show or you got to You got to talk to this person or right. like, yo, this person does this. Like, for instance, let's use Jake as an example. Yeah. Jake is, is skilled. Mm -hmm. You know, he's on the team. Now he's part of your team too, right? And I think if you don't have those people that you want to brag about, like man, this you know, my guy, my guy's a beast. You know, right, I right, think right. that's what makes a really good team. You know, because you want to tell everybody about the amazing people you work with, and uh, so it's the team piece, and you know, the piece of actually doing it. You know, and finding finding the the balance between those two can I think significantly put you in a better place to build something great, man. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I, I like that last piece. Yeah. I think it's so much, uh, <laughs> so much to swallow right now because you're right. If you can't, if you can't really brag about that person, or if you can't say anything positive, yeah, about yeah, that person, yeah. then you're right. Then they shouldn't be on the team. And man, that's uh, no, like one last thing. Uh, one, I'm just so like one yeah. last thing that I would say. Um, By all means, go ahead. Um, as the leader, it's not your necessarily your job to know it all. Mm -mm. it's not your job you know what i mean a lot of people be like i know everything you know it's my company i know everything so this is what we're gonna do right you know there's there's and and it, i think this goes back to falling on your team there's probably if we're trying to accomplish 20 things i'm 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 lucky if i know 10 <laughs> i'm lucky if i know 10 10 of the things that we're trying uh, to accomplish if you, you know, ask a lot of successful people the first thing they're gonna say is that um, I'm I not surround myself with but people a, smarter, than, smarter me. than me. Of course, right? of and, course. And ultimately, you know, they help guide the decision. Yep. Right? Yep. yep. They don't make it, 
but they influence yeah. it. Absolutely. And once you you realize this person, I yeah. value this yeah. person's opinion. Yep. This person yep. knows they stuff. Yep. Yes, I'm gonna. Is he, yeah. he he or she opinion is gonna persuade me. Yeah. Into doing S- something S- right. Significantly, man. And then for me, it's like I want people that are are smarter than me to be helping us guide decisions. You know. And then I think I read somewhere where it was like you want people that you're mentoring mm-hmm. and you want to be a mentee to people all on your same team. Like you want people that are smarter than you that know more stuff than you, right. but it's also people that don't know more than you that you can develop in advance and you could see them grow and develop into really big roles. Right. And that's the thing where it's like, I got somebody that's really, really talented in business development. Mm-hmm. And then I might have somebody that's, that's trying to learn operations together. We can teach each other everything. We could teach each other something, right, you right. know, there's so many right. things I learn about things just by, like it's all it's just like social media, for instance. It's mm-hmm. like you know, a girl on my team, she'll be like, "Hey, look at this!" I'm like, oh, "Wow, I didn't even know that." Mm-hmm. That's a, that's a cool trick, you know what I mean? Like we should do this, and she'll teach it to me. Like I'll be like, "Okay, hey, look into this tool. What do you think about this tool?" She'll look into it and tell me like these ten things, and I'm like, "Okay, like thank you. You just you, you really you really just schooled me." I might not tell you that, but in my mind, I'm like, "Yeah, she schooled me. Yeah, this is yeah. great. <laughs> this is great. Yes." <laughs> She's teaching me something, you know what I mean? And I think that's the balance you need in a a great organization. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I agree. Um, I I like to say that you you need experienced people that knows what they're talking about. But you need inexperienced people that have passion, grit, and hunger that want to get on. Because they're going to have a different insight. Precisely. That that person's going to probably, the experienced person, you know, sometimes they're amazing at what they do. Yeah. But it's hard to penetrate because they know so much. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. And they are they they could come back and say you got to no, reprogram them. The yeah, you don't want to reprogram them, but you want to add additional programs. Yes, yes, yes. Right, yeah, and say, listen, yeah. add this new software. Yeah, yeah. Because um, somebody's coming off the streets. They're hungry. They yeah. have uh, new experience, new ideas. They look at things differently. Tell me Maybe those it's ideas. A generational gap. Yeah. Maybe it's something you don't know what it is. And they just bring that extra value. Yeah, man, teach me, teach me. I'm yeah. not, I'm not, um, I, I'm not, I'm not, yeah, I'm not the type of person that's just like, man, I know it all. Right. Nine times out of ten, like I tell you, twenty decisions. I'm happy if I know uh, twenty things we need to figure out. I'm happy if I know ten of them. Right. Majority of the time, it's probably like eight. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and I'll use right. that twelve other things that we need to figure out as right. a learning experience for all of us. Right, right. Somebody right. might know five. That takes us now to you know thirteen, and then we got another another set of things that we need to figure right. out. And then I'm thankful that the 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 collaboration between having so many different like. You know, the girl that's now our community manager, in essence, she's she's going to law school. Mm. You know, she's got a paralegal background. But now, but she's heavily immersed in social media. You know what I mean? So now you got law, you know, future lawyer on your team. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then, but also your community manager. Right, right, a friend right. of mine is like another person, like develops, you know, educational programs for, you know, middle schools, high schools, and like programs to get kids into college. But... Is also into sales for the business development part for the B two B stuff. Right, you know what right, I mean. So it's right. like a lot of the stuff. Like I like, there's no way in hell I'm gonna be a lawyer. There's no way. There's no way I can sit and take right. an LSAT. You know what right. I mean. Like so, I look at these things as strengths for like for people on my team that have chops to do things I necessarily might not want to do right. or I don't think I can do. Right, right, right. You know, and that's what makes the that's what makes the things I think really really great. You know, right, yeah. Right. yeah. Right. There's some things that I can do and I don't want to do yeah. because I realize I'm not going to be great at it. I Absolutely. can do it, 
I'm not going to be great at Just it. Just somebody that'll outwork you on the like, just straight passion. Yeah. And, and they will love it. I, I'd rather give it to that person yeah. that I know yeah. is going to complete it. And the other thing is, you're right, there's certain things that I don't know, yeah. but I, I'll go to that person that does and say, hey, listen, can you... And, and, and you know what? Sometimes they do want to share mm-hmm. like the information. Yeah. I'm just not receptive to that yeah. information because I get lost. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah. Break it down for me. Make it simple for me to understand. I, I don't even think if you break it down, I'm still not going to get it. Because at the end of the day, and, and it's not that I, I can't comprehend it. Yeah. Right? It's just once they start breaking it down, I'm like, no, nah, you just lost me. No, <laughs> and, and, and I don't have, I don't think I have the time nor patience for it yeah, because yeah. that's not something I'm passionate yeah, about. Yeah. Right? But they are, yeah. you know. But if it was something I was passionate about learning, I could sit there. And, yeah. And I'll, I'll, I'll probably be still be lost. Yeah, yeah. But at least I'll sit. Yeah, I just it. know the baseline level. I'll, that's yeah, it. Yeah, I'll sit there that's and I'll learn. Yeah, yeah. And things like that. But yeah, man, a lot of things. I just feel that. I, I don't know. I don't want to know. <laughs> you know, and I used to be, <laughs> and I used to be like that. I'm, I'm f- for a long time. Yeah. It's not something new, mm-hmm. right? Um, there's certain things I'd be like, no, nah, I don't want to learn that. Yeah, you know, because I, I know I'm not gonna be great at it. Mm-hmm. So why even why waste even do it? Waste of yeah, time for me. And and I'm like, no, nah, I'm not doing that. Let somebody else handle yeah. that. That wants to do it. Yeah, you know. So I I get I get with your is is very. You have to look at things from an honest point of view. You have to have self-assessment yeah. and look at yourself and say, what can I do? What can I not do? And then you have to be humble enough to say, this is not for me, man. Yeah, man. I, you know, I, I wrote a list of all the things I'm, I, I'm, I'm, gar- I'm garbage at. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm like, and I'm be honest. I'm like, hey, I'm like, hey, guys, like I suck at, right. you know, formulating, you know, copy to put like on social media right, or like right. write a blog post, you know. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, like my sister is, is a great writer. Her husband is a great writer. So like we might as well bring them on, on the board to to do a lot of our communication stuff. Right. You know right. what I mean? And it's it's it, it warms my heart to have my sister and her husband, you know, thinking about even like, all right, I believe in you, little bro, we'll join the team. You know right, what I mean? Right, right. And but but if I never said, All right, like, listen, man, this is like fourth grade chicken shit. Right, Excuse right, my language. Right. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to have that conversation right. with my sister, like, oh man, this sucks. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And she'll spruce it up and I'll be like, Oh man, this is this is much better. You know what yeah, I mean? I'm looking yeah, at like yeah. what I wrote and looking at what she sends me back. <laughs> I'm like, well, I'm like, oh my god, this yeah, is this is yeah, way better. Yeah, this yeah. sounds like something that good needs I'm to go to New York man. Times. <laughs> Just to be honest with you, you know. No, I get it, man. It's like, it's like um, comparing apples to oranges, man. It's like, yeah. When you see, when you know, the thing is that I really appreciate. Yeah. Is when someone tells me, like, even even though I I I can see that they can do it. Yeah. And I go to them and I say, yeah. you know, can you do this? And they be like, honestly, I can't do it. Yeah, yeah. And I be like, damn, I know this person could do it. I'm gonna. I'm gonna encourage them. I'm gonna force them yeah. to do it, <laughs> yeah. and they and they become good at yeah, it. Yeah, they right? become good at it. Yeah, yeah. But if somebody tried that with me, I'm yeah. like, nah, I ain't doing that. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing it. Right? You yeah, can't yeah. really. It's yeah. hard to convince. Like, you really got to sell me. Yeah, yeah. For me to go ahead and make that effort, but I can, I can find the person. Nah, I, I believe you. I know you can do it. Mm-hmm. And then they turn around and they do such an amazing job, mm-hmm. and then you're like. Why can't people do that? You know, hey man, Stan, I think you should do it. Yeah, and I'm I'm not that receptive <laughs> yeah, yeah, towards yeah. it, and and that. But I appreciate when people say I can't do this. You yeah. know, and then the first thing I say is, how about this? How about you give it a try? Yeah, 
try it out. And if you can't do it still, or if you don't like it, then we'll try, but at least try it out. Yeah. And they go and they do a, a great job. Yeah, yeah. So, but but that comes from you know having leaders like you and other leaders that understand a person. You can eyeball a person and say, "Listen, I've been watching you. I think you can do this." Or I think you, because sometimes people can't see it. Yep. They really can't see yep. what they what they so great at. Yep. Like it yep. goes over their head sometimes. Yep. And I shared that in another interview that it's it's really hard to get the person to see it, but once they get it and they find a mm-hmm. passion and you yep. help them through that journey, yep. Yep. it's priceless. It, it, Prices, yeah. yeah, man. And then yeah. they turn around and be like, "I mean, I used to tell people they's like, no, I can't, I can't, no, you got a week to do this." Yeah. And yeah. I used to say that you got a week to do this. So if I don't see improvement, then I'm pulling you from that area, pulling you someplace else. Yeah. You got a week, and then they come back. Not only that, they can come back. They don't like me during that week. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But they come back and they appreciate it because now they're doing that same mm-hmm. thing I told them that mm-hmm. they could have, and mm-hmm. they were doubting. And now they excelling at it. Yeah, yeah. And it's yeah, such a yeah. it's such a gratifying thing for mm-hmm. me because I'm looking at it, I'm like, mm-hmm. damn, look, see. Yeah. All you have to do is have somebody push you, mm-hmm. and sometimes you really got to push a person yeah, to yeah, yeah. to get to the point where they need to. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah. yeah. But this been great, brother. Uh, all the time, man. Yeah. It's a good conversation, man. Great conversation, man. Yo, I love it. Yeah, man. yeah. Listen, um, give it. Let us know where you could be reached at. Yeah, man. So um, on social media, we're heavy on Instagram. We're gonna get on Twitter because people are telling me I gotta step my Twitter game up. <laughs> but, um, on social media, on Instagram, you can find us um, at underscore pavement. That is P A Y V M N T. So um, at underscore P A Y V M N T. Uh, my personal Instagram is at A L A M E E N K A B B A. So at Al Amin Kaba and um, at underscore pavement. If you wanna, if you wanna reach out to us, man. Yeah. yeah. Especially for those people that um, have the big businesses that you want to get some type of shipment done, reach please out. reach out to them. Um, very big. You, you'll be surprised. A lot of small businesses are reaching out, so he could do most of the heavy lifting. Yeah. So I would literally, suggest <laughs> literally. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I suggest you guys uh, reach out, um, give him a call. And this has been an awesome interview, which I expected because this guy always brings a lot of information, a lot of gems. Appreciate it. And Thank it's you, just been a pleasure having this conversation with him. And to you guys that's listening on audio, thank you so much. We definitely appreciate you guys always tuning in. And once again, have a good night.